This is Kevin Herter. This is Melo Trimble. This is Lonnie Bax. This is Scott Van Pelt. This is Stephon Day. This is Chris Knocky. This is Johnny Holiday. This is Walt Williams. This is Gary Williams, and you're listening to IMS Radio. It's Tonga by Lois circling out of the pocket again and sprinting down the sideline. He's got Buck in front of him and a touchdown. He's got 18 points. Four seconds. It would have been good from 65 out. He nailed that football. It was Brad Craddock with the game winner. A 43-yard field goal with 51 seconds to go. And Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. That assist gives him a triple-double for Vasquez. The first in 22 years. To the corner, Vasquez. Fellas, gentlemen, how are you? I think we got everything working here. I see some people showing up in the chat. It's been a while, been a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been an experience, but uh, we made it through the holidays. We won the bowl game. We got back from New York. It's all good. Got back from New York. Yeah, how was New York? So good. It was beautiful. It was a lot I mean, of every. Fun. Yeah, and I, I will say, like, um, you worry about uh, – I don't know about you, but I, I worry about uh, games like that where it's a, kind of a minor bowl. It's being played in a baseball stadium. You get concerned that it's kind of like a half-assed job, but they really did do a nice job with this thing. I mean, there was signage and advertising everywhere, the the setup at the team hotel, like had these great you know, visuals and stuff everywhere. The game itself was first class. I mean, it was it was a really good experience. It's frankly way better than I expected it would be, to be honest yeah. with you. Fox raved about it quite a lot, about how well the production was. The game wasn't bad either. I didn't realize I saw uh, it was the biggest win margin of victory by a Big Ten team in a bowl game since, like, 1959. It's pretty good. It's wild. I mean, I mean, that's what it should have been, right? I mean, Virginia Tech was was really down, and yeah, you know, Maryland hasn't had a chance to play in a game like this in a long time, and they were they were ready. Yeah, it was a classic motivated, full strength team against the skeleton crew in program transition. Like that's, I think uh, Virginia Tech was motivated though. I don't think they were unmotivated. I just don't think they had the horses. And then once Maryland started to pile on, they kind of gave up is what happened. They really didn't have the horses, you're right. Yeah. yeah. They were trying for sure, and they, they kept it kind of closed for a while. But Maryland was just better. And I, I think Maryland was better anyway. 
And I saw the Virginia Tech board where they thought Maryland was going to win. Uh, sorry, where they thought Virginia Tech was going to win. And then even after some of the opt-outs started happening, the quarterbacks, it was still 50-50 on the board. And, and I was going, what are you talking about? There's no way. I bet 100 bucks on the game. Fans are enormous. I gave points. Part nine million, right? <laughs> I yeah, gave- it's it's a pretty it's a pretty homerific fan base, and and look, it's it's a program thing, right? It's it's like whenever I don't know if, if Maryland was playing against you know another I don't know lower to you know Georgia Tech in basketball, even if Georgia Tech was having a decent year, you're just like, oh, it's Georgia Tech. Of course, Maryland's going to be poor Georgia Tech. You know, most of the time, just. That's just how you feel when you're a, a level above as a program, but this Virginia Tech team ain't it. And you know, I think it's interesting when Larry Larry brought up those Massey rankings, where at the end of this season they played 13 games and Maryland literally beat everybody below them and lost to everybody above them. I mean, they had exactly the season they should have, and you know what? That's fine. That's that's a damn good football season. It it hurt a lot in October and early November, but. You're going to look back pretty fondly at this, I think. I certainly will. The The game was really fun. Well, first of all, we should go over some of the things that happened in New York. We held, we held The night before, we met at, what was the hotel? The, the, Hilton, the Hilton, Midtown Mid- Hilton, right? Hilton Midtown, oh. yeah. And we met at the bar there, and I got there first. Paul got held up at dinner. And <laughs> we, we had another... Uh, interaction with a female at a bar, Jeff. Was it Madison Graziani? No, this, I, this was a little different. <laughs> I wish. What was her name? I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name right now. Oh, I don't know. It's some like crazy, like right wing Israeli lady who, who I, I believe, I believe she said that she, she did massages and other services. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't dig too deep into that. Um, yep. you know, it's being a family program. Um, but uh, she was she offering, was something offering you guys massage. Yeah, she did. Yeah, Get a bumper we, out her. When you guys weren't there and it was just me, she was really, really aggressively. And I was like, I, I got friends, you know. I was. How far were you guys hanging out in? It was the Hilton Midtown. She was just there. <laughs> wow. It was just a hotel <laughs> yeah. bar, man. I mean, it was the most you know completely sterile location for that type of thing. But I yep. enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It was really funny. For the show, I did not. I was I was uncomfortable, and I was very glad when the rest of the guys got there and she left. Quite frankly, <laughs> but it was funny. And at first, I thought it was kind of entertaining. And when they got there, I thought it was entertaining for them to meet her as well. But I was happy when yeah. she left. All I needed to do was start shitting on BB Netanyahu, and she was out of there in five minutes. So, you know, I, I guess I did my job. Yeah, she did well, talk. The important question here is how was the, how was the massage? Paul? Oh, no, I did not. Uh, she didn't want anything to do with me. She wasn't offering me nothing. She was all about Lair Bear. Oh, no, she would have taken anybody. I just happened to be there first. I just happened to be there first. Tim was there, too, and we met some other people. What was his name? Alex, who we had never uh, seen him. Oh, um, it was uh, Alex, Adam, right? Adam, 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 my guy with, it, the, with the beautiful hair. Yeah. Yeah, what's his board name? I forget now. Oh, I don't know. He told I'm me it's something, it's something really weird. And, um, and he told yeah. me it was weird and I stopped paying attention because, you know, I can barely do remember normal things. Um, but, uh, I, I met a cool guy. I met a cool guy before you guys got there and before the Israeli girl was there. 
I met the guy who runs on-field communications for the Terps. All the headsets. He's the guy in charge of all that. And he was telling me about all the rules about the number of headsets you're allowed to have. And the years ago, programs like Alabama would have one person for every player on the field with a headset so that they could be relaying information. And the NCAA cut it back to 24 only, counting the people running the thing. So you basically get two, and then you have 22 other headsets you can use to count coaches, coaches in the booth. And he's the guy who runs all that. And, you know, every once in a while something will go bad, and he's got to quickly figure it out. Can you imagine, like, they're trying to call plays and the headsets go out, right? So he's kind of, kind of an important cog. Anyways, he was a cool guy. Can only I, understand that level of stress, man. I, I told him to hire me. I was like, I am perfect for this job. I would be so good at this. The travel with the team, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I don't think you're you're allowed any more than seven interfaces, so that's way too many for you. <laughs> yeah. Then the game day was really cool. Oh, hey, but uh, let me let me shout out uh, my guy Sean Martin. He was there at the bar that night too, him and his wife. So that was that was cool. I've seen him at some bowl trips and things in the past. So it, it was cool seeing some kind of you know people you wouldn't normally see. But like the best thing about these bowl trips and and road trips is you know anybody wearing Maryland color, colors is your best friend that night. So. Yeah, it was awesome. It's really fun. Yeah, there's a unique camaraderie to sporting road trips, especially in Maryland where they there haven't been too many of them. They don't yeah. happen very often, certainly not on the football side. Then game day was really fun because Paul and I, we hooked up with the old line tailgrading crew and Ben Page, which is RB Page is his name on the Maryland at 24 so, sportscom yeah. message board. And he got – had a connection to a luxury suite. So we we went into the suite with him, which was so fun. It had open bar, was just beer, but still. Bunch no, of no, food. no, there was liquor there. You just weren't paying Oh, no, no, that's right. That's was. <laughs> I forget. When I first got there, there was only beer. I was the first one in. And then they brought the liquor later. You're right. Um, and that was a lot of fun, being in the suite with everybody. And Maryland just started winning, and we just started – going crazy it was a blast man it, it, it really was i mean I, I can't i just can't imagine how that trip could have gone any better um you know i could have i i could have used like not getting covid and bringing that home that sucked a little bit but um you yeah, know I'm just finishing that off right now hey there you go i figure we're all going to get it anyway so if i'm going to get it getting it from a great New York city trip is a hell of a way to go. And I basically talked to everybody who was in New York with, and nobody else got it for me. So even better uh, but yeah. the kids didn't get it from me either. So, I mean, I, maybe it's just my garbage immune system. That's uh, <laughs> wow. sends Everybody, me to this fate. I agree. Everybody's going to get it. We went to New York and came back unscathed. However, Miracle. yesterday, Andrew had an audition for Carnegie Mellon very prestigious musical theater school, maybe the number one program in the country. We had a live pianist accompany him. Found out today the live the pianist tested positive. Uh -oh. So we're just an hour ago we found that out and we're gonna be quarantining for five days. <laughs> testing on Saturday, so stay Did you need pianist. The pianist, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just those those penis that are that are that are right there with you. You got to stay away from them. You don't want a live one. So keep it I, at, keep it at a distance. Like yeah. you said, Jeff, everybody's going to get it. So I think maybe it's our turn right now. I don't know. We'll see. Dirty penis, gotcha. 
Yeah. <laughs> so hey, then, I, I'll I'll sell I'll sell you some at home tests for like a hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, I got a bunch too. Yeah, you can afford it. I have none. We're gonna. Have <laughs> I told to go you, hundred bucks a pop, man. I got you. I'll drive them down to you. I was shocked when I called the grocery store. They had them. I was sure it was a no. Brought it back. I was like, yeah, but for me, it really hasn't been all that bad. My wife and daughter, it's been a little more not not hospital bad, but a little more rough. But uh, yeah, and college semester started the day after she got it. Oh, yeah, great timing. That sucks. Yeah, so, I just I was just scared my kids were going to get it and, you know, be stuck out of school. And so that didn't happen. And that's great. And I got through just fine. So just, you know, get your boosters, kids. It's not that bad. Yeah. So they won the game. And I think right now, the way they won that game, just the fact that they won it at all, but the way they won it, really exciting the fan base. It seems like there's so much energy right now. They're getting transfers. They're losing some transfers. Nobody too bad since the Brandon Jennings transfer. Getting some good guys. So it feels like they've set themselves up really nicely going into spring ball and into next season. Agree? Absolutely. I mean, for me, the you know obviously Talia is Talia. You've got most of the offensive line coming back. You've got a lot of guys who could have gone in the draft. You know, Jalen Duncan deciding to come back. Um, Spencer Anderson, we weren't too sure whether he was going to stick around. He's coming back. Um, uh, DJ Glaze, I believe, also had a, uh, maybe one half, maybe a toe out the door, but he's coming back. So you're bringing back basically the entire offensive line with some depth guys. You know, if you look at something, that, you know, you may have been worried about the running back situation. I certainly was. And then you watch three freshmen go and score TDs against a decent defense in the bowl game. Um, that's good news. I mean, uh, Littleton obviously looked really so fun. good we were I loving mean, him at that game people dude, were it makes you wonder a little bit where he was you know earlier in the year but that's all right that's all right we're gonna get there these guys got time and you know mcdonald's obviously shown some things towards the end of the regular season look good in the, in the bowl game you know roman hemby was out there running you know you've got you've got some talent in that running back room just nobody that's really established and i think getting if, if famatu does come back for that sixth year you know, you've got a, a, you know, kind of like a guy in his mid twenties who's been around the block as kind of the leader in the in the clubhouse, and some real good young talent that kind of all do slightly different things. So, I'm excited about that. You know, it looks like you're lo- you losing Nick Cross, you're losing Sam O, but you're not losing a lot of guys on the defense either. If you can build a little bit of depth at linebacker, you get Gote back. Um, maybe Barham or one of the other, you know, freshmen or transfers can come in and provide some depth, especially in the middle, in the middle linebacker. I mean, it, it's setting up for what looks like a really nice season next year. Um, certainly a year where you can go in with some expectations in a way that we really haven't been able to in uh, quite a while. Yeah, that's going to be the best roster in forever next year. You know, they have a franchise quarterback for the first time in forever. You got your whole, literally the entire offensive line coming back. Got almost all your top defensive players. The Jennings, Jennings thing hurt, like Larry said. Other than that, though, uh, their prime next year has got to be the breakout year. They're not going to win 10 games, but you got to get to seven or eight next year. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, they could be significantly better and still win seven games because that's they've cool. got Ohio State. Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, 
to get to eight, you got to beat one of them and not slip up in any of the other seven. Right. I mean, and that's look, <laughs> that's just reality. I mean, that's yeah. just reality. I mean, next year's team could also go seven and six, but be measurably better than this year's team. Yeah. And you know, there's just there's nothing you can do about that. I, for me, I think next year is about getting, you know, six, seven, eight, but you've also gotta knock off a top twenty-five team in conference. I, I feel like that's if you're talking about steps, I feel like that's the next step. Stop you to, the other ones, even when you don't win. Exactly. You know, it just just being competitive in the games you lose and being able to knock one of those guys off, I feel like becomes kind of a realistic next step as opposed to just, you know, be like, oh, we're going to win nine or ten next year. No, no, you're, you're probably not. So comments in the chat room. Someone said need a running back. Paul talked about the three freshmen. Plus, Ramon Brown, the guy who flipped on signing day, is a four-star running back. A lot of young talent. Yep. And if Falmatu comes back, you've got a steady senior leader. Then the other – comment was about the lack of quality depth at a QB and that is scary Jeff any updates on potential backups for Talia uh, yeah they've got a kid named Tyson Bajant coming in to visit this weekend he was the division two player of the year at Shepherd in West Virginia uh, so location is you know you would think would be good there uh, in terms of the attractive option for him you know that's only about an hour and a half away uh, so right now he's the only known guy. Obviously, you know you have to have at least one more guy. It's just like last year all over again, where you're coming into the season with basically zero depth. There, you mentioned Ramon Brown. He's got a chance. I mean, those freshman running backs were were a lot better than expected. None of them were that highly ranked, but Ramon Brown, the four-star kid, they flipped from Tech. They really like him. I talked to somebody you know high up in the program. Uh, and he compared him to Travion Henderson from Ohio State. Not that he's as good, but that he's got, you know, that's similar kind of game. And he's a guy who could, you know, he could win the starting job right off the bat. So that's the good news is the one position where you're unsettled is the one where it's easiest for young guys to, to take over. I am calling it right now. Ramon Brown will break the all-time rushing record. Oh, Christ. It's just another free bottle of scotch for me. <laughs> By Lorenzo Harrison. We, we already have another. Yeah, we already have another big bet, and that's that. Is that the one? This is the original. The original okay. wins. All right. I'm happy to give you a bottle of Johnny Black every four years. All right. So we already have the other bet, which is that 20 players from this year's roster will get to at least an NFL practice squad i like to make these ridiculous bets it's way more fun jeff says no but we made that bet same bet so we have that one and if you want to do the ramon brown bet right now let's do it we'll do that one too let's he do will, it yeah i'm in he'll break it all time lower the proposition a little bit like all-time leading rusher is such a high or make it like well he'll rush with- 2,000 yards in his career or something. Don't talk about it. <laughs> it's more fun. Look, I, <laughs> we've talked about historical. But that's career. that's the fun of it. Like, I, I understand the odds. I understand that. I don't care. But, like I've said always, there are three outcomes. One, I could win. Two, 
Jeff could die and 24-7 sports could go away and it won't matter. Or three, Paul could win and the worst case scenario is I bring a bottle of scotch to the tailgate and we drink it. Like, what's? it's not that bad. There's really no downside here. I'm not saying you should be worried about losing. I'm saying for the bet to become interesting at some point. It's already interesting. Be a little okay. Right. Next year, I, when I, I would I would love for Roman Hemby to be the second leading career rusher in Maryland history, um, and still win my bet. Hemby was the one that they were really talking about before the season. Everybody talked like Colby McDonald or Brown. That's right. Yep. Colby McDonald was just a depth guy, but he was the best out of the freshmen. I mean, he rushed for like four hundred yards. He was good. Well, yeah, it's interesting because um, when you look at Hemby, McDonald, and uh, Littleton, they've all got very kind of specific strengths, right? Littleton is the big goal line guy, you know, as opposed to like Penny Boone, who was a big guy, but was like twinkle toes out there. Littleton just goes straight and he's a bowling ball. Hemby's kind of the speed scat back and McDonald's a little bit of both. And I think that's why he probably got on the field quicker just because he can do a little bit of everything. You can run him inside. He's big enough for that, but he's got some speed to get around the corner too. All right. Enough football. Everybody's like trying to change the subject to basketball in the chat room. So let's do well, that. Is there anything going on in basketball? Is there like a thing happening here? W- one big thing. No one cares about the team right now. But yeah. the one big thing, the coaching search, and one thing that they brought up in the chat that maybe, Jeff, you want to comment on is the little Twitter beef you had. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, evil, a- evil Jeff, man. I'm Jeff just. I'm trying to. I'm trying to um, get past my petty, angry ways. So it was not a beef. I just let it go. But yeah, it was very. I didn't even know it was Turge's sister. I thought it was a family friend. I looked. She was very passionate about it, and it's very personal. And then I looked, and it said Topeka, Kansas. But I thought it was a family friend. And then one of our message board detectives realized and posted a picture of the family, and it was the sister coming at me. Ah, uh, I just look. I. I have no, obviously I've been on the show a long time and I am happy to crap on Jeff whenever the opportunity arises, but I don't, especially of all the, of the journalists out there who cover this team, I don't think Jeff's really been that bad. Like, I don't think he's been crapping on Turge on, at all. Man. I think it's been all pretty fair. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this unless this had all happened with his son coming after me and all this stuff. And the sister, I used kid gloves on many occasions. No, I didn't hammer him, and, and I wasn't being a homer. I mean, I thought he did a decent job. He was not a terrible coach, but I could have easily railed against the lack of tournament success and you know, all the other things, the other various things that the fans about, you know, the making it times, things like that. And, uh, and so to act like I, I'm a hater or being overly harsh, being a little out of touch with reality, I mean, and, and, you know, I don't know if it's a concerted effort led by whoever will or who, but it is interesting that all, you know, all of a sudden these people are uh, coming after me about it. And the comment I made was that I wonder how he feels watching the games, knowing that these coaches and players have to suffer through this death march of a season with the team he created and sign an extension to coach while he doesn't have to suffer throughout, you know, that's, that's tedious. When you're a player coach right now, you're 0 four in the big 10, you know, you're not going to the tournament. You have to do this big 10, 20 game season. Can you imagine how mentally exhausting 
hard, hard it probably is to be motivated at this point or how hard it would be to be motivated in three weeks from now. So my point was that, you know, you wanted to think there, there's probably a sense of guilt about abandoning them. And nobody else has really pointed that out. Nobody out there has really talked about basically how he quit on the team that he created. Now that's not being overly negative. That's just a fact. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's you know, a guy like Ayala who had options and came back here. And, you know, Wahab and Russell, who he recruited here and rolled out after eight games. I mean, that's, you know, that's harsh. And, like, look, I'm – when it comes to family, I mean, I've done some and said some incredibly dumb shit because I was trying to defend a family member or, you know, like, going out of my way to, like, take someone's back, you know, whether it's a friend that I consider family or someone of that nature, we've all done that. So like, I understand, but like, will man, get, just get off the Twitter feed. I mean, I just can't imagine what joy that, I mean, if my dad was, was like at a high profile job like that, I, there's just no way that I would be on Twitter, like searching things out. Cause man, it, people are brutal and, you know, that's what comes that's what comes with a high profile celebrity job where you're making a couple million dollars a year. Like, I don't feel bad about that. Like, that's that's what you know, that's what comes with that job. But, you know, if you care about that guy, man, what are you doing? Like, you're not you're not like solving anything by like, you know, going through Twitter trying to. It's a lot harder than people think not to read it. I'm not a public figure like Turgeon, but people respond to me and you know how Twitter is. There's so many assholes just saying stupid stuff and it's a lot harder to not read it and not respond than the average person. The average person is just like, just don't read it. So I kind of get where he's coming from. Yeah. At this point also, you should have some self-awareness and, you know, like you said, it is family. So you're going, you know, your family's never going to be the villain in the story, but I mean, Truth is truth, you know, and he did he did essentially quit on his team after signing an extension. He did bring these guys in and then just, you know, leave them. So and, you know, the kid, your family set for life from the University of Maryland. You should be pretty happy with that, I would think. Maybe it's just something you take for granted. When you grow up with it, it's probably just taken for granted. But Maryland was, has been pretty damn good to them, too. So, you know, when he came after me, obviously, my first instinct is punch back a little bit, but I just, given the circumstances, I, you know, just kind of, it would have been very tacky, I think. Well, the reason you make so much money is because people care. So you can't be upset that the people care after you agree to take that much money. The people care. And if you're doing it. Deposit those checks. Right. You're implicitly signing up for all of that stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. That would be something that Turgeon and his family maybe never fully accepted, whereas all other coaches do accept that for the most part. Do you think he's going to end up coaching somewhere next year or maybe after a year? Midwest yeah. somewhere? Maybe a level down? Maybe Fred Hoiberg gets canned because he's thinking it up at Nebraska. Turgeon's dad lives out there. Uh, oh, how – Oh my God! How bad's gonna and, be when Maryland loses yeah. to him? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, just oh. the, fir- the first time. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't. He just seemed like a guy who was broken at the end, and like I don't know if you come back from that. 
And and certainly if you do come back from that, I can't imagine he's taking a job where he knows he's going to have to roll into Comcast like once a year and he's take that. I mean, he's not just going to retire. You know, the guy's yeah. what, 55, 54? He could I don't retire. Know. He might. Re- I'm telling you, man, I don't know that he's driven like that. I feel like that's that's kind of the root of the whole problem. I don't think he's really – obsessively driven by like doing this. Like I could imagine obsessively driven with winning championships and being excellent and that sort of thing, but he's still a coach with the coaching thing in his blood. That's who he is and what he does. You know, maybe it's on a lower level. He'll be back. I have asked a few, cause I thought the same thing as you guys, like he's probably done, but everybody I asked, they said, no, nah, he'll be back. If he loves it, he loves it. We have a special guest. We're going to, what we're going to do in the chat room. Don't everybody, you're going to participate in a second. We're going to do a coach's draft. Jeff, Paul, and I and the chat room will all be members of the draft. And our guest, who I am admitting to the chat room right now, Paul's favorite guest. Oh, this fucking guy again. Paul's favorite guest, our non-revs reporter, Tony Wheeler. Tony, how you doing? Good, guys. How you all doing? We're so happy to have you, everyone except Paul. I... I uh, at least he's not wearing the stupid Gonzaga sweatshirt this time. No, I made I made sure, Paul. I made try the Maryland one on. <laughs> All right, Tony, why don't you do your report, and then we're going to get to the draft. You can stay. You can do the draft with us. Yes. So we'll have five contestants in the draft. Oh, man, the four of us deep in plus, that draft. Boy. Plus the chat room. We'll each do four, <laughs> so to be twenty. Yeah. That won't be too bad. Twenty's All about right. Here. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So go ahead, Tony. Give us the non-res report. All right. Um, a couple of big things actually happened. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he doesn't want to be, have his picture on, on screen when you're doing it. It is so great. I'm going to laugh every time. Anytime this happens, I'm going to laugh. Well, well played, Paul. Uh, men's wrestling uh, opened Big Ten, opened their Big Ten season with a 46 nothing loss to Ooh. Penn State uh, in wow. College Park. And uh, over 2,000 fans attended. It was one of the wrestling team's most heavily attended games uh, matches in in over a decade. Um, so All that's a tough one. Fans. What's that, Jeff? All of them Penn State fans. I'm guessing must have must have been right. Um, this is coming actually off of a, a not bad showing. There was one of those large wrestling meets where they invite. Uh, in this case, it was 31 teams to a to a meet done in in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The Terps finished 13th. They had one wrestler, uh, Kyle Cochran. At the 184-pound class, he actually won the championship for the uh, Southern Scuffle, is what this was called. There we so, go. Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. And they finished above better, better than better than average. Finished above the median. Uh, today, uh, big news for the men's soccer team: uh, Ben Bender was selected number one overall in the MLS Super Draft uh, by the Charlotte uh, FC club in MLS. MLS. He's the third Terp to be selected number one in the MLS Super Draft, first since 2007. Or Maurice, Maurice Adu. Yes, sir. Yes. There you mm. go. There you go. Um, gymnastics opens their season this coming weekend. They've got a dual meet up at Pitt against Pittsburgh and uh, Long Island U. Big, A lot of big things happening in, in on the lacrosse beat. Uh, men's lacrosse, as as Jeff published this past uh, this earlier this week, Released their uh, schedule. 
second ranked second ranked Terps are facing the second toughest non-conference schedule in the country. Features six teams that made the tournament last year. They uh, have a rematch against UVA that that looks like it's going to be played at Audi Field, which could be an interesting um, game uh, and an interesting venue for the Terps. Um, but they're playing a ton of just great teams. It's the seventh ranked, uh, seventh most difficult schedule overall in the country. So it looks like the Big Ten is actually bringing the Terps schedule down a little bit. They open their season on the 5th of February against High Point. Interestingly enough, Paul might come back on for this one. DraftKings Sportsbook released betting odds for the men's lacrosse championship. The Terps and UVA are installed at co-favorites at plus 500 for the year. So a bet of $100 gets you back 500. Still trying to get confirmation actually on whether or not Dante Trader, the safety for the men's uh, football team uh, will actually suit up for the Terps this year. He was their top rank in top ranked incoming recruit for the lacrosse team. He's on their roster and it appears that coach Tillman has left it open to him as to whether or not he thinks he can play both sports. Given that, uh, Trader appears to be in line for a starting safety spot next year. You'd think that that the chances of him playing lacrosse for the Terps are are probably not too high right now. Uh, the women open their lacrosse season uh, February 16th up at St. Joe's in the Philadelphia area. And that is it for the sports non-revs. Nice. That was a great report. Very, very professional. Very well done. Trying to do a little digging. Come on, Paul. I've done info. yet. Mentioned some gambling for you. You yeah, know? gambling. I like yeah. gambling. Yeah, you can the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can you can wager on who will win the men's lacrosse title this year. What's Maryland? Terps and UVA installed at co-favorites at plus plus five hundred. Ooh, ooh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm not sure. I, I still have. I know they won the Natty recently, so it's different. But like, I still got that Maryland loses in the Final Four every year that's kind of feeling. Yeah. What's the money line on them losing in the semis or the finals? Yeah, not, right. not released. Yeah. <laughs> Minus three thousand. <laughs> Although lost, yeah, lost on Memorial Day weekend at some in, point. Some interesting parallels, though. So, uh, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen, the Terps went back to back in the title game. Twenty sixteen, which a lot of people thought was was their best team in, in a good decade, lost in just a soul crushing overtime game in Philadelphia. Um, to UNC next year, they come back in 2017. That's when they win the title. So kind of interesting parallels last year. Everyone thought that Terps team was, was the best in, in a couple of generations, at least, you know, at least since the, the mid seventies um, and they lose to UVA. They bring back over 70% of their offense this year. They're almost their entire starting defense. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I might put a wager down, take that 500, take that plus 500 for the Terps. I think this year they win it. Well, I'll put a wager down with your money, and we'll uh, we'll see how that works out. All right. It is time for the head coach draft. So here's the object is to draft who, the, who you think is the most likely to be hired. That is because you want to be the one who selects the coach that ends up getting hired. Not who your favorite is or who you would most like it to be, who you think is most likely. Okay, now I'm going to share. I got a little spreadsheet. We're going to do a random draw here. 
to see. Uh, let's see here. Can you guys see that? Yep. Okay. So watch when I do this and then I click out. It resets. These don't count. It yeah, just go back. One. Go back. <laughs> see, these are all, and it just ran, ra randomly does it, okay? So this is a random number generator. This is just alphabetical. The next time I do this will be the official time, and we'll set the actual chat. You guys ready? All we'll right. Set the, set the actual order. Here we go. Boom. There's the order. That sucks. Oh, I'm last. <laughs> yeah, great goes, job, Larry. It goes chat, Jeff, wheels, Paul, Larry. So we go here. We're going to go chat room, Jeff, wheels, Paul, Larry. And then we go backwards. Chat, Jeff, wheels, Paul, Larry. Oops. Larry, Paul, wheels, Jeff, chat. Okay. So chat room. You're going to get go first, and when it's your turn, your turn, here's what you do. We'll say when to go. You guys start just typing in names. And whatever name is the most common, we'll say, okay, that's who the chat room picks, and that'll be your pick. And you guys get to go first, so go ahead. Everyone in the chat room, select who you think is the most likely to be the next head coach at University mm -hmm. of Maryland basketball mm -hmm. team. I think we all know who they're going to pick. But they're they're a little behind us too, so we're gonna have yeah. to wait and see. There's a there's a delay. <laughs> yeah, there's a little delay, but I think we all know who they're gonna pick as number one is the most likely. Who I who I had as my number one. It's probably I mean, not gonna be. He's a clear number one if there are betting odds. He would be yeah. well above the field. Yeah. Nobody's happy about it. Chris Collins. <laughs> so, we we do not have any. Entries yet from the chat room. So, oh, we see a Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl's number one. Shaka Smart. Not what I was expecting. Everybody say okay. Shaka. Here they go. They're like, it seems like they're about 45 seconds behind us. So every time it's their turn, we're going to have to fill some time. Okay, we got six, seven. There's a lot of Bruce Pearl. Should we call it for Bruce Pearl as number one? Bruce Pearl is their pick. Bruce that's Pearl. Because that's, that's like as Jeff wants to install. That, that's because Jeff. <laughs> All right. Wow. That's like <laughs> the fantasy, fantasy football draft and somebody take, they leads took, a guy. They took yeah. Bruce Pearl. All right, Jeff, you are on the Kevin clock. Willard's I know getting, you're taking. Kevin Willard's a steal at number two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Kevin yeah. Willard. That was who I had at number one. All right, go ahead, Wheels. You are up next. I'm going to go Mark Pope. Really? That is yeah. a – that's a shocker to me. Okay, I know Paul likes him too, so Paul's probably not happy about that pick. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm dr I'm driving the uh, the Mark Pope train, so like I'm uh, I'm a little disappointed. I I don't think he's particularly likely though. Um, oh man, I I don't like I don't like any of these people that are left. I don't know. Um, Andy Enfield, I guess. That's that's about right where I had feel the him. feel the excitement. That's who you got to take right there. Yeah, I I'm going with a shocker. I'm just going to go ahead and type it in. There we go. Oh. He has an incredible history. He is at 
a mid-major program. Oh, they're going to the Big 12, but still. And he's only 66. He could be here 10 years. That's my sleeper pick right there. Then, uh, I guess I'm going to go that. You could have flipped those, but those are my two. Go ahead, Paul. What do you think? Everybody laughing at that pick at number five? That's yes, that's a, there's no way that's happening. That's my sleeper. I'm just like telling you there's no way that's happening. Um, I will take... I will take uh, Chris Mack. Oh, wow. Just because Louisville's a shit show, and that might just it might just fall into our laps somehow. I'm going to do Ryan Odom. Really? I'm, thinking, it- like, I'm thinking like a true like, student of Maryland athletics here. <laughs> this is a man who's been around the block. He's seen the failure. He anticipates the failure. <laughs> oh. The Juan Dixon right there. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. There's going to be some really. But, I mean, if all others fall through, I know Damon Evans likes them. You know. There's going to be some really poor inferences. (laughs) Chat room, by the way. Chat room, it's your turn. You have back-to-back picks. So, when you guys make your picks, we're just going to take the, well, well, you got to take the the two most mentioned, right? The so two most throw out as many yeah, names so. as you want. Yeah, go ahead. Throw out as many names as you want. Everybody can can type two names if you want. Everybody type two names. God, we're already just looking at this is sad. <laughs> I mean, I'm like already, I already just, yeah. just I just want to go to go take a nap or something. Like everybody's typing <sighs> two names. When your two names are in there. We will put them in as the next two picks of the chat room. It's like when you just know they're going to screw this up somehow, but you don't know exactly how they're going to screw it up, and you get four months to think about it. Like, we're going to be in a dark, dark place at, like, the end of March. All right, that's man. I got a good value pick with Juan Dixon. Yeah, well, you know. All else follows Will- through. Willard's you know, already been taken. Legend who's going to fire people up and, you know. Yeah, I don't. Uh. Pearl and Willard have been taken, guys. You, you can't take people that have already been picked. <laughs> Do you, oh, know you guys how, know how this <laughs> works. You know Did you draft, draft before? You cannot. You cannot. Can, can, can I, I can want I, Pat Patrick Mahomes. Can a chat bot? <laughs> Third can round chat pick. Bot Patrick just... Mahomes. <laughs> Fourth round pick. Aaron Rodgers. You, can, you cannot. You cannot. Take someone who's already been taken. The chat room is not representing can, well. Can a chat so. bot? Can a chat bot just pick for them? Can the ch- can we get a can we get an AI bot just to we, select yeah, randomly? Yeah, can, where's like Robo Heal when you need them, right? You know, Robo Heal. That's an old reference. This is there. You go. That's how long around I've been. That's a minute ago. This said people. There's been picks for two picks for Willard. One pick for Pearl. And a pick for Enfield. They've already <laughs> already been. Taken. I don't even know who some of these dudes are. Who the hell is Pat Skiri? That can't be a real person. Uh, it is. Is he? A, who's a Towson? Wouldn't he? And then he went somewhere, or is he still a Towson? I don't know. All right, there's there are a lot of picks in there now. I've seen a couple of Patinos. Dustin Clark. There's two <laughs> two picks for. No, that's the same person who said Shaka Smart. Uh, 
Shaka Shaka and Patino look like look uh, like Oh yeah, no. Pat Skiri has two. Patino has two. Shaka has been mentioned by the same person three times. <laughs> he, he doesn't get three picks. Yeah, that's not how it works. So I Again, think, I know I know I know this is a struggle for oh, all of you. Like, there's there's three Patinos. I think we give them Rick Patino here. Well what maybe it's Richard Patino they're talking about. No, uh, it could be. <laughs> so there's been three picks. Well then you gotta go with their number two, which was scary. Well, there's two Medveds and two Vantapools now as well. Oh, I forgot Ooh. about Medved. Oh, that's two, a good one. Two Medveds, two Vantapools, two Skiris. Um, oops, sorry. I can't do that when I'm trying to share this. Yep. There's another Medved. I think they get Medved. Paul, who, who is it on on the... Uh, who, who has been pushing Medved on the on the on the IMS board? I think it's Ryala Man, who's kind of the uh, the Ken Palm stats nerd, and I say yeah. that with all affection. Um, who really loves Medved, but some, I think the the idea was that Medved also is kind of like a real like nerdy guy with a weird voice that some, everybody decided because of that he, he's not going to be able to coach here. I, I don't. Analytics era guys love him. Who's that? Uh, the analytics era yeah. are in love with him. I'll go with David Vanterpool. I got to take my Blair Blazer. Since it's, uh, you know. Damn you, Ermin. You took mine. Um, it's I actually be- went. I went to middle school with Dave Vanterpool. He and I. He's a year older than me. We actually were, we were at Eastern Middle School together. <laughs> I'm just looking looking ahead here to the number twenty pick for the chat room. That's going to be really interesting. All right. Yeah, that's uh, going to be a struggle. All right, go ahead, Wheels. Man. I don't even know who to go with at this point. I can't believe I have two. I have another one after this. Yep. I mean, because I'm going to like throw out a Sam Cassell here. That's what I'm going to do. Value I, picks. Sam Cassell. I had him pretty high. Yeah. Give me Sam. Good job. I know that for a fact. All right, Paul. I'm going to go outside the box. I'm going to take uh, Kyle Smith from Wazoo. He's another uh, kind of. Uh, yep. Nerdy pick, but uh, certainly the the numbers like him. All right, I think I at where I'm picking. I think I have two pretty good picks here. I got Mr. Ed Cooley, who's doing very well at Providence. He's got a ranked team, and I've got eh, that guy, small shot, but down at seventeen at sixteen. It's not a bad pick there. I think those two are pretty good oh. at 16 and 17. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, I have no idea who the hell I'm supposed to pick at this point. Um, Mark Turgeon. <laughs> Will, Will Turgeon? Will Turgeon, right? Um, Will Turgeon's aunt, uh, whatever her name was. Christ, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's left. I honestly have no idea. It doesn't matter. Whoever it is is not going to be Maryland's coach. <laughs> I would, I would, would. Well, I'm not going to. You go. I don't know, uh, Michael Jordan. That's what you want to put. Yes, Michael Jordan, MJ. He's making it happen. Michael B. Jordan, the actor's who I'm giving you. <laughs> he has just as much. A chance <laughs> as as Michael James Jordan. 
Okay. All right. Wheels. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a shocker. And now I'm blanking on his name. The, who's the head coach of Creighton? Dan Altman. Or no, yeah. he's Oregon. No, no, no. Altman's in Oregon. Uh, McDermott. Yeah, McDermott. What's the? F- I don't. I don't even know what's his first name. Greg. Greg Mick. Dermot. Dermot, like that. Yeah. Okay. Shock the world pick. Jeff, yeah. who's your sleeper here? I'm going to go with Coach Coop from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> I got nothing. Is he, is he still alive? Yeah, yeah, I think he's still alive. Mark Curry, I believe, is his name. Yeah. Yeah, so you never know. Um, Coach Cooper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, isn't Coach Cooper the character from that Samuel L. Jackson movie, too? Even better than I got twice. I got two picks for one. Yeah. Yeah. All I, mean, right. I think I think you should have actually picked like, you know, Johnny from Cobra Kai. That would have been a good. <laughs> I, just, I just binged that. That was good. <laughs> All right, <laughs> chat room, chat Sweet room, you're leg. up. You got one pick left to finish out this coach draft. Let's see who you guys take. Throw out your names there. Not a lot this to is pick from. So depressing. One person already put in Prop Joe from The Wire, <laughs> which is really good. I'm sure he'd get a lot of Baltimore recruits. Well, I mean, when we did this for the Durkin hire, Durkin was on the list, right? It was just for pretty far down. He was 17th. You want okay. me to bring that back up again? Yeah, so 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 my Michael B. Jordan pick was, might be, might be maybe, on. How the hell do you remember that Durkin was 17th? That's amazing. He was oh, 17th. that's Larry. That's what Larry he does. Just knew that. Uh, I don't remember who picked them, but I'll I'll bring that that sheet up and I'll show you guys right after this. Because we didn't do one for Locks hire because obviously Loxley was the only candidate that mattered. I also was not in the show at that time, so that's awkward. (laughs) Not much coming in from the chat room. I like I like this I like the Steve Blake call. Steve Blake, Danny Manning. That's actually that's probably the best pick by the numbers at this point, right? Yep. Also, Greg Manning, I had on my list too. No, I know, but when you're getting down to like these levels, you're trying to think who it might be. He's a great guy and has a bright future. That guy's straight out of the director of basketball ops job onto the staff. No, he he's going to need a few years to even be a head coach at a low level. Yeah, so no, Dustin Dustin Clark would think he's underqualified. Yeah, I think he will be. I think he's you know. I don't see much. Uh, give him Shaka. That one guy's been begging for Shaka. Just give give the man what he wants. Yeah, he has he has he has contributed to the show the most. Therefore, he's getting Shaka Smart. And there it is, fellas. File save. It is Shaka, saved. Shaka, Shaka Smart, who's, who's turned Daryl Morsell into like an, an All-American. <laughs> Big still, fan. Probably, what, 25% chance that the guy, whoever it ends up being, is not on this list? Yeah, Probably. I mean, the thing is, like, when you when you start thinking about the mechanics of how this goes down, I mean, you've already seen how easy it is for a guy to 
you know, use a school like this for a raise. So you can imagine any of the, you know, three or four up at the top of that list that have good jobs, just blowing us off or using us for a raise. And then once you get down to the, you know, these kind of random guys, I mean, nobody has any freaking idea if David Vanterpool wants the job or would take it or is even, you know, in a, in a, folder somewhere in Damon Evans office. I mean, we, we have, we're just flying blind here. Well, Jeff made that pick Paul. So he's not flying exactly blind. So that makes me think that that's actually got a little yes, more. Legs. No, no, I'm a hundred percent all about playing up Jeff's pick of Kevin Willard. And then, <laughs> and then Juan Dixon and David Vanderpool. I, I feel like we should make second. That's yeah. the, like getting back in the day, getting priest Holmes second or the Danian Tomlinson. Second. Yeah. Not well, I mean, and and, and the right and you now. want to talk about uh, you want to talk about some disaster scenarios. The disaster scenario is a guy like Willard uses Maryland for like I don't know a blow up tennis bubble or something that they can practice in, which would be an improvement to his uh, facilities up there. Like you want to see how bad this gets when like your Kevin Willards and your Mark Popes and your Nico Medveds are using you for a raise. That's when. That's when there are problems. So don't worry. I've already gamed out some of these disaster scenarios for all of you, so I can share those as we go. Paul, along. Now, now, Paul now you know I've got Ryan Odom higher up on that list because he's exactly the kind of candidate that Paul, Maryland ends up with in that, in that disaster. Yes. No, Ryan Odom is pretty much one of the, you know, like everything has gone to shit. We just have to get a human, you know, like a warm body in here. You know, I'm sure he's a fine coach, but there's nothing about his resume save that, that save that clip for after he's hired when we have him on the show. That clip of what Paul just said. They're not coming on our show. <laughs> <laughs> not after the abuse we gave to Mark Turgeon. I mean, you know, who would ever come on this evil show? We're so mean. It's all but Jeff's exactly fault. Exactly what the next coach, to be mean. The next coach needs to do that. He needs to, you know, lean into that. You know what I mean? I, like, I hope so. I mean, that's that's why I've always been like a Bruce Pearl guy. Like Bruce Pearl would come on the show and yeah. talk shit about us. Like that's what I want. Dude, Sam Cassell would come in doing his balls gif. I mean, like <laughs> he would do that live. I mean, that'd yeah, be-, that'd be his version of Gary's fist pump. When he runs down. <laughs> right? That'd be amazing. Every game. If if I was promised that, I would be okay with that hire immediately. Just get it done. Yeah, no question. Let's get it done. Well, there you go. I'm I'm so depressed right now. So I'm like, I'm I told you, man. This I I thought at first this was going to be fun, being able to kind of sit back all season and kind of scout these guys out and And you know talk about it, but like. I'm already pretty depressed about how this is going to end and I don't know how I'm going to make it to the end of March or beginning of April. So Uh, you imagine trying to find things to write about right now. Yeah. I mean, at at least you can do, can you you can do hot lists and you can kind of make up some content, man. I'm just sitting here being sad. Do a little bigger. uh, And you compound that with the fact that everybody's given up on the team. Like nobody's reading it. Always gonna read analysis about this team point, right? Yeah. These were these were the rankings a score. Wow. We did this score sheet. So Dan Mullen, we had one column. DMF, it should be DFM. Dan 
fucking Mullen. <laughs> that was Paul's special category because he wanted them so bad. Yeah. So this is this this is the actual score. This is the score when you add in the Dan fucking Mullen <laughs> factor as well. But this is the he's actual. available. He's a, he's available. <laughs> Still not too late. Nope, it's not too late. I'm gonna sort it by score two here, largest to smallest. So these were the actual rankings. Can I inserted that's what she said right there, Larry. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I'm Very so good. Sorry. <laughs> this, his, these are the scores we gave them based on this is the criteria, their youth, were they offensive? Remember, we really wanted an offensive guy because they're coming off of Edsel. Their previous heroes, their experience, the appeal, and the Dan fucking Mullen category which are excluding and Durkin is all the way down here. 30 out of 32. Well we called it. Yeah. Then he was on the list. We you know we did all right. No, we called that he was gonna suck. Yeah. Right. Uh I'm trying to find because then we like actually do like a draft. I thought we did a draft. We did. I'm looking for it. Hang on. I, I gotta find that too. Even Complex when you look at that list. When you look at that list, do you wonder yeah, how six oh. right here kind of illustrates we've gotten a little lazy since then. <laughs> um, yeah, we used to we used to do some homework, and now it's like yeah, yeah I don't know, like algorithms in play, and I just picked hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> I mean, it's it's always tough to know how someone would have done here, but when you look at this list, fi find one on there on that in the top ten that you're like, oh yeah. Like they, they would have knocked it out of the park here at Maryland. Like Matt Campbell for sure. Yeah, Campbell stands out. Not many others. Right? The rest and, of them? Like, whoa. Yeah, and, and Campbell I mean, Campbell was well thought of, um, but he wasn't the can't miss. I mean, Tom Herman was the can't miss that year. Um and then it was Herman and then uh Fuente. Uh Campbell, I think, was kind of a little bit behind because but uh, they were all kind of kind of in there. Can you guys see this one now? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So this, we do have we do the do the draft. Okay. This this is these were yeah. my my rankings going into it, and then the, this here columns F, G, and H were the actual draft. So Paul, of course, took Dan Mullen first. I took Herman. Here's Dur here's Rich Rodriguez. There's Durkin down there at thirteen. But look, that would have been that would have been very good. That's funny. A lot of these guys really flamed out. Dino Babers flamed out. Justin Fuente flamed out. Chip Kelly hasn't had, you know, raging can't, can't, success. Can't find, since the, find the magic. Yeah. Kendall Bryles, because everybody thought what his father was doing and thought he would be able to bring the same kind of thing. I got Lincoln Riley at 21. That's, that's, were we going based on how good they were or how likely we thought they were? This was how likely. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Freddie Kitchen pick. I think that I said how likely or how, how much we liked them. I thought it was more like how much we liked them. I think it's likely. And you were very, very heavy on the Dan Mullen bandwagon. And you had heard some intel and you thought it was a good chance of it happening. Yeah, there was there was a lot of Under Armour. Hanging out with Big Turk back then, huh, Paul? Yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot of he, – he had some scoops back then. There was a lot of Under Armour talk about that. That uh, Royal Flush? That was it. Yeah, that's just read him, and, read him and Wheat, man. Read him and Wheat, thank you. Read him and Wheat. Man, Freddie Kitchen's on the list. What's up with that? 
Where the hell was he back then? Freddie Kitchens was with the Cardinals. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, like there's no way there's no way that Ahmed was like, oh yeah, they're gonna hire Freddie Kitchens. Like (laughs) But you know, Mike Norvell on on uh on on uh Larry's list there, I mean like, you know, there was there were some people back not not bad picks in there. No, in the end, that's not there's not some bad picks, but uh I'm not sure how many of them would have done anything here. Right. You know? I don't know. Well, we're not very good at this thing. I think that's the lesson here. Well, um, no, the thing is, the last few searches have come at a time when it's close to the hot stove season, so you at least have some feel for who might be in the mix. This time, it happens so, at such an awkwardly early time, you don't know who's going to be available, who wants it, who they're going to go after. The last few times, it was much easier to kind of gauge who might be available. Yeah. And now, you know, and back to here. Here we go. One last look. Ugh. My my group of coaches is the best quality. I think that Chris Mack pick is kind of sneaky there from Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I there's no, I, I have no, um, no reporting at all or any type of intuition. It just feels like. Louisville isn't working for him, and I don't know, man. I just feel like you, you might be able to just kind of snatch a guy in a not-perfect situation, um, and it just might work for both parties. I, I'm certainly intrigued by that. Um, Musselman's interesting because even though he was such a hot name before, they suck this year. Um, and I don't know whether when you've got the combination of his buyout dropping after the season and – them not being so good, kind of how that works out. I like the Michael B. Jordan pick, though. That's a sleeper, too. You know, I see him coming in and point at Ian Martinez and be like, this is your king. He's a good guy. He's a sexy guy, man. I feel like he would, he would get people to – people would follow Michael B. Jordan, I feel. All right. I think we have – Exhausted that one. <laughs> Exhausted <laughs> twenty minutes ago. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll I'll post a thread on the board so even the people who didn't watch can laugh at it. They're gonna kill us, man. They're gonna kill us. They're gonna murder and, uh, murder that Willard stuff. No, they're gonna murder the chat room for not taking Willard first. Yeah, <laughs> I love the fact that no matter how many times Jeff says in threads that. You know the oats. Yeah, you know, like his buyout's too big. His buyout's too high. His buy, hot, yeah, you know, too high a buy. People still just keep going. I mean, Jeff is constantly saying yeah, like, right off their head. They, they <laughs> won't. They just won't give it up. They, uh, it's crazy. You're right. They're. It's let bad. the people dream, man. Let well, the, let the people dream. It, it look. This is gonna. Be, it's a like I said. It's gonna be a long three or four months here. They just get so disappointed. They just get so disappointed, though, right? Like they're just. It's so setting themselves up to be, to be angry that, yeah, you know, we didn't. We didn't pay ten million for his buyout. I mean, it's, you can't. You can't look. You, you know, you can't save stupid people from themselves. Like if they are really sitting there crunching the numbers, figuring out how they're going to, you know, their $500 uh, terrible club membership is going to help that $10 million payout buyout. Let them, man. It's fine. Just can't help you afterwards. So I, I did not get to do 
to write one of the special game segments at the end of this show. I was Damn very, it, Larry. My ears didn't work, so I'm wearing these things as a backup. Like I, I, spent, I would say you have one job, but you have like 13 jobs. So, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't do it. So That'd how about mean. how about this? We'll just ask everybody, what is Maryland's Maryland basketball's final record going to be this year? And what is Maryland football's record going to be next year? Let's start with wheels. Both of them. That's how we're going to end the show. So I do. I'll start with football. Okay. I think eight. I think eight and five next year. Bull win or bull loss. Bull win. Had not on a positive. Um, God, basketball. Jeez. How many total games are they playing? I think they have thirty-one. Right. Too many. Thirty-one. So I'm going to go fifteen and sixteen. Okay, Paul. Um, as much as I I'd like to also go eight and five, I think it's going to be seven and six for football. Um, the schedule's just too hard. It's it's just. Does that mean bowl bowl loss? I, I I actually wouldn't be surprised if they if they go six and six and win a bowl game again, and it could be. Next year's team could be a markedly better team than this year's team, and it just it just doesn't matter. Right. Um, with basketball, man, I thought that they would talent themselves to above five hundred, but now I, it, you can just really, I mean, they 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 get behind in every game, and that you see the fight come back, but they just don't have enough in the tank, and you could just really see the wheels falling off this thing. No pun intended. Um, I would say that you could be a thirteen and you know, thirteen and eighteen kind of situation. All right, I'll go. We'll let Jeff go last. That's exactly what I was going to say: is thirteen and eighteen. I'm going to say it. Uh, you you took mine, but that's okay. We can have the same number for that. I'm going to go nine and four with a win over Penn State <laughs> and a bowl win. All right. So that's eight. That's not that weird. Penn State is losing. Almost their entire starting defense and their defensive coordinator, who is very good. Wow. They they were all Jahan Dotson and defense this year. They're losing both. And I know they got that class coming in, but freshmen don't come in and just dominate right away. Maybe Drew Alar is amazing, but he didn't look great in, in the game he just played. I, I'm calling Maryland, beating Penn State, 8-4, going to win the bowl game at 9-4. Gonna be optimistic. Boy, I sure hope so. We we need something like that, just as a program. Yeah, it would be. I, I it, like they're losing one player on offense. One. Oh, Tayon Fleet Davis too. But yeah. I mean, it just it just but, it's just it's just Maryland football, and until they do it, you can't you can't just sit here and, and think it's gonna happen. I I, I feel like. Yeah. Schedule is what it is. I'm calling. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Your your two uh, predictions. Eight five. I like eight and five for football. I think that doesn't sound amazing at face value, but the same thing as always that that schedule uh, But I do think it's their best most talented team in a long time. Basketball. I'm tempted to say like they just eat their way over 500 just because they have more talent, far more talent than uh, the sum of you know their parts. 
but excuse me, they've been getting less than some of their parts. But I think once you get to later in the season and these guys have, you know, basically not given up, they're not exactly running to the wall. But why would you? Uh, that, you know, that it's going to be hard to play. I'd say 14 and 17. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. First losing season since. What? The early early nineties, ninety or ninety one, right? One last question for you: Say they, say they get to sixteen and fifteen, and they win one of those really back end of the Big Ten tournament games, and they finish seventeen and sixteen or something like that, or even sixteen and sixteen, and they get an invite to the NIT or, or the other one, would they even take it? Um, that's I don't think question. so. I don't. I think maybe not with an interim situation. And pretty rare that you turn it down. They also it's not like they have a lot of young guys though. You're like, we're going to go let these guys experience. I mean, it's pretty much Julian Reese is the only. That's the other weird thing about the situation. It's not like you're going through this and you have like a few freshmen who. Okay, we're going to build with us. I mean, I would think that they would though. I don't know if they'll have that. The NIT, though, has has new selection rules, though. I mean, it's not it's not as easy as it used to be to get to get the bid there. Because yeah, they're they're not getting in the NIT, right? The, the, so that's the CBI, that, I think. Right. But I mean, I, I don't think there. I don't. I don't think there's going to be a question. IMS Radio Live Show from out from the CIT tournament. Oh yeah, yeah. Wherever they play that. <laughs> One Minot, thing. North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, is, is it like like Sioux City or um, <laughs> like, one from the Corn Palace in Sioux Falls? <laughs> right. right. Back at that uh, JUCO arena, they played that tournament in Florida a few years ago. Northwest Florida Community College. Oh or God. And yeah, lost. sounds sounds fun. Off to St. Bonaventure. All right, guys. Good show. Thank you, chat room, for participating. It was a lot Larry, of fun. Larry can't even stand the, the talking about another sad loss in an empty gym somewhere. Like, I, he's like, we're done. We're done. <laughs> I I don't even want to watch the games. Like, <laughs> I, I am watching them because, I, because of the show, primarily. I want to know what happened. I want to watch it. But I just, mm, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. And Fiend. Imagine trying to write about it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Jeff has to actually spend time and effort on this. I don't. I don't have to watch anything. I could just go about my life. I mean, the the football team went six and six, which is not good. Mediocre. But it felt great. And they won the bowl game, and that felt amazing. If the basketball team goes 500. It's all it's disaster. Yeah. So it's all re- relevant, uh, relative. Excuse me. It's all relative based on your expectations of the programs and everything. So, you know, basketball school is a basketball school, till otherwise yeah. noted. Lacrosse school. Come on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's that's sad enough. On that note, well done, guys. Good show. I clearly won the draft. But thank you, everybody else, for participating. Thank you, Chat Room, for participating. We love that. Thank you, Wheels, for your amazing 
non-res report. And it was the best part of the show, if for no other reason than the fact that we did not have to see Paul Douglas's ugly mug for that segment. And he's done it again as soon as I bring it up. All right, I just had to crap out while you're talking about okay. guys. All right, guys. You're giving, you're giving way too many compliments. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. I don't know when we'll be back. Maybe basketball will win a couple games and it'll make everybody want to want to talk about it. Otherwise, I don't know. We'll make it widely known when we come back. We'll post it on the board, on Twitter, all these things. If not, in the meantime, we'll see you guys on the Maryland.247sports.com message board inside Maryland Sports. Thank you guys very much. This has been IMS Radio.